it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 90 of the Yacking Show. Yes, we've hit the 9-0. We're only 10 away from the century mark. Uh, this is where we talk about life, business, and more. And we bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we find ourselves in. And today's guests, which who Kathleen will introduce in a moment, are very important because they bring a focus on a different part of coping with the changing world, but I'm not going to steal their thunder. So first, let's welcome Kathleen, and she will do the honours with our guests. Hello, Kathleen. Good to see you. How are you on this uh, bright but snow-covered day in Ontario? Hi, Peter. I'm doing great, and it is a beautiful sunny day here, despite the fact that it's kind of cold, but that's okay. We'll take it. Thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And if you're enjoying our shows, we'd invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And as Peter mentioned, we have two special guests with us today and what an inspiration they are for, for our younger audience. Please welcome to our show, uh, Justin Stone, who is the co-founder of Playgrounds, as well as the Jessica, Jessica Vanderhyde, who is the um, head of operations for Playgrounds. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Welcome. Good to be here. Uh, so tell our audience a little bit about your backgrounds and what led you to, in this interest to open a unique uh, exercise facility, actually, which we'll get into in a little bit. But tell us, tell our audience a little bit about you. Yeah, so I guess I'll start. Um, I grew up in Toronto originally, and I came out to Waterloo for school. And then I mm -hmm. did a bachelor's in kinesiology. And I was really big into fitness at the time. And I participated with a lot of people who are both like uh, local residents and members of the university who kind of created this parkour community where we would train and do fitness outside. And it's a lot of like obstacle course training, but it's a lot of like functional fitness. Like we would use just natural features or artificial like structures to just do workouts and try to be healthy. And there's this culture of doing kind of decentralized like group workouts and then training on these various public spaces and we decided to make a gym to train people and mostly it's been focusing on uh, the younger generation so I got I got together with a bunch of community members and pitched in to basically run classes in the park with some obstacle course equipment and then we did that for like half a month and then we rented out some space out of a cheerleading gym and then further ran programs and that's when Jess kind of came on and then now we have since opened and operated our own space for, I want to say, three years. Yeah, you just hit the three-year oh. mark. Fun. Yeah, just about three years mm -hmm. now. And uh, my background, um, I also came to Waterloo for school. Didn't actually meet him at that point, but um, I did an undergrad in music um, and then a postgrad in children's media in Toronto. And um, so I've always really been drawn into kind of this, like, children's entertainment, um, but also obviously it's a healthy sort of thing to be doing. Um, so the space, and I just really admired um, right from the beginning, this business that they were creating. I thought it was a wonderful idea. Um, you know, there's so many kids that are bouncing off the walls, especially now in lockdown. Unfortunately, it's harder to connect with them right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it's a common thing you hear from parents that these kids just want to climb and jump on everything and why not 
teach them how to do that in a safe way so that they're less likely to injure themselves and give them a space to do it where, you know, they might not break their living room furniture. (laughs) (laughs) So in the end, we built a program that's like an amalgam of many different things. Like uh, I and some of my, um, some of my business partners who have co-found the gym, we worked various jobs and been participatory in other sports throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Like, before I was a parkour coach, I was a gymnastics coach for a while. I would teach rock climbing and like would participate in the sport and then just run like kids camps and other programs out of other businesses. Mm-hmm. I participated in cheerleading as part of the cadets. So it's like, uh, there's a lot of like bits of fitness culture that we've just taken from our various experiences. Mm-hmm. Like in that time, we've since hired coaches with more of like a martial arts background where they would learn to do acrobatics and stunts and things like that by first starting with like martial arts or break dancing or something like that and then moving into a similar sport like ours. Mm-hmm. So in the end, we're we're similar to like a gymnastics gym where we might teach kids to do obstacle course training mm-hmm. and also like stunts and flips and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we're a little more free form. Whereas like a gymnastics gym is typically geared towards like gymnastics competitions, mm-hmm. which are set in a specific way. There's no real like sports association that unites all the parkour gyms. So you'll have a different mix of kids or adults who come from different sports. And they just like, kind of freestyle wow very good so i think i think you've given us a pretty given our audience a pretty good idea of what what your playgrounds does and and is um but i know that uh we wanted to ask you specifically uh i think kathleen wanted to ask you about parkour i've heard of it before i served in the military so i know a little bit about obstacle courses and that's the thing but i think kathleen wanted some more details didn't you well yes i i just Basically, for those for those people that are tuning in that have never heard of the word before and have, are not familiar with it, maybe you can give us a little bit more insight as to what parkour is. Now, I've had the um, uh, chance to go to your website and actually see some YouTube videos that you've produced, and what struck me was that a lot of the exercises that is part of this seems very natural. It seems very much like what children would typically do at play. So a lot of jumping, climbing, skipping, just, uh, so anyways, why don't you describe what parkour actually is? Yeah, sure. Um, Parkour, you could think of almost like a sport like skateboarding where it started as like uh, a grassroots kind of movement between a bunch of different people who would then gather together and then form their own culture. And it started in the early like mid 2000s and has since grown to be like the American Ninja Warrior and sport similar to how like the X Games mm-hmm. or other things were like the Red Bull. You know, a very extreme version is basically anytime you watch, you know, a superhero on screen like Spider-Man go from building to building. Mm-hmm. That's obviously mm-hmm. a very extreme version of it, but really it's using your environment to get from one point to another and just in these creative and, and fun ways. Yeah. The part in Spider-Man Homecoming where they ask Spider-Man to do a backflip and he does a backflip, it's like <laughs> spot on. Like, <laughs> maybe a bit from that office where they jump into uh, the refrigerator box. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Peter, but this sounds really like a lot of fun. <laughs> it does sound like a lot of fun. And it, you know, as you can see, I'm a lot older than you guys. 
and and I, I lived in Africa most of my life, and as as a kid, where if we got frost three or four times a year, it was a serious winter. So we were outside barefoot, <laughs> and half the time without a shirt all day, every day. And you know, people didn't worry too much about kids. We climbed trees that made our mothers horrified, and we fell off horses, <laughs> and we did all sorts of stuff. But it 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 bred in us a, a love of activity that that's lost certainly lost me all my life, and I think a lot of kids miss that. So I think your your ideas are, are really good on on that one. Yeah, most definitely. We have a different, um, oh, sorry. No, carry on. I was going to say we definitely have a different relationship with like risk and like how mm -hmm. people might see um, kids do these sports, and it seems really risky. That's like the tip of the iceberg for how much training or how much thought they might have put into it and the reason why you would see that and not see it as risky is that you would kind of be able to recontextualize all the training or like forethought that went in to what they're doing necessarily yeah <laughs> interesting right like, i wanted to, i wanted to so you're talking about kids I, are most of your members youngsters or do you you have some adult classes as well i think don't you uh, we largely focus on kids. Um, we have historically run an adult class. The numbers haven't really been high enough for us to want to continue it right now. Um, mm -hmm. But we do have open gym times, both for adults and, and kids. Obviously not right now with lockdown, but um, sure. it seems like the announcement might be coming for, for reopening. So, um, yeah, but uh, largely we... Says. Largely, we focused on on kids' classes, and then other services we've offered have been like birthday parties. Um, there were for a while we were running some parents' night out, um, where parents could just kind of drop off their kids mm -hmm. for a few hours, have a date night, or go shopping, um, and also camps. Uh, we've run those before in March breaks or summer. So yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a question. It's probably more for Justin than 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 Jessica, but you've obviously been active all your life from what you're talking about. So if you can get kids started young enough, uh, as I mentioned earlier, and from my experience as a childhood, but if you get modern city kids active young enough in, in exercises like parkour, does that tend to develop into a habit and stay with them for life? Yeah, I think like of parkour is one of many things, and we're kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall mm -hmm. to see what sticks, right? Mm -hmm. If you can hook kids' interest and you find something that they're interested in, that they can focus on and develop long-term goals. It's like why any sports coach is a role model, right? Like this is a person who's guided a child towards like structured goals and self-betterment in a way that's just like, that's the foundational scale. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if they do parkour or they do any other sport. Sure. Yeah, I will sure. say that probably my favorite part of, of watching this business and watching the classes is, you know, sometimes kids start out very, very timid and very afraid their their parents might not be sure if they'll even want to participate in the first uh, lesson, let alone commit to the term. And almost all kids that have come, you just see their confidence just skyrocket as they successfully, you know, jump from one point to another mm -hmm. or try something new that they didn't think they could do. And often they just end up running by the end of the term looking just so confident and comfortable and aware of their bodies and the space around them, which is really incredible to see. I would say that a lot of them have mastered it. More than I have. And not to mention increasing their fitness level. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the real change that's going to happen with parkour where parkour first started as like basically 
all these people that would train outside in these super harsh conditions, I feel like it's flipped. And the same way we talk about risk and that's flipped where it's just like, oh no, that's too risky. We're not gonna do that. We flip it, it's like, what kind of skills or abilities can you build to protect you from the risks of the things that you do? Cause it's not like, like when you had kids scamper up trees and things like that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. They're really active throughout their life and they're probably fairly muscular and like they had good reflexes or they were well balanced. So like climbing a tree was fine because they'd actually done just years and years of practicing that. And that means something very different than a kid that just is sitting down all day. Oh like, yeah. They right. Suddenly right. go out and like climb a tree when they just like had no prior experience to that. We also have a lot of mats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not all risk there's definitely so some like a protection floor and a foam pit like all these other things yeah. to like start you on the ladder to getting used to potentially more risky or like more intense like situations like just being higher up right yeah 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 i wish you'd spoken like that to the om instructors when i did my military training <laughs> because there were no mats then <laughs> <laughs> Christine, back to you. (laughs) Well, as everybody is well aware, we're in the middle of a lockdown right now, but how have you been able to retain your membership? Well, we have had so many wonderful uh, customers that really want to see us succeed. Um, And certainly during the first wave of the pandemic, especially, we did communicate to them, you know, at that time we were set to start a term and weren't able to start it, um, that just entrusting us with their registrations, allowing us to hold on to that would help us survive until we were able to reopen and it has. Um, this round of lockdown, we were not quite as knocked off our feet as far as, you know, it just came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. being told you need to close when things are just feel like they're ramping up business-wise is very surreal, but- um, <laughs> Yeah, we've been rolling with the punches, but I feel but this... like we've gotten a lot of support too from both our customers and yeah, sorry. But, but this round, um, we have been doing a little bit more as far as trying to uh, make video content um, for our viewers. Some of that is still in the editing um, process, but you can watch that in lots of platforms. And um, that, and also we've started doing um, live streams on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Um, where viewers can just do some exercise along with, with an instructor mm-hmm. so far, and Justin. Um, so we will continue to do that until we the lockdown is lifted, at which point we will transition back to in-person classes, of course, with a lot of all the regulations and stuff in, in place as we were doing before. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. So you survived. That's great. That's yes. better than a lot of people have done. That's really good. Yeah. So what's the future look like for your for parkour and your your type of indoor fitness training and and the element of sport with it. Where where is this going? Um, you know, we've seen. Let me go back a step. We've seen waves of um, what was it called when gyms got into. Oh, I've forgotten all the terms. Well, they, we came up with all these movement um, terms, and I'm going back 20, 30 years when suddenly a whole lot of people got enthusiastic, flocked into gyms to do what was it, Zuma or something? I can't remember, and various mm-hmm. other things. And um, they seem to ebb and flow, and then you have this core group of people that stays at the gym and just keeps on doing their exercises but your, yours sounds like a lot more fun than some of those more regimented <laughs> things and especially appealing to kids so, so where's it going what's the future now well I mean certainly the in-person experience is much better 
without some of the COVID protocols. Um, we mm. did at the beginning of the pandemic remove all of the foam from our foam pit and it has been only mats in there for now just because they're mm. a lot harder to clean. Um, as well, enforcing social distancing in this situation is obviously less fun. Kids have a natural desire to kind of, you know, of course. R- run up to each other and their <laughs> and their coaches. So maintaining that is is certainly um, challenging. But we still do believe in the future of the in person side of the business. I think that the you know the social aspect of of kids has been really lacking. So, you know depending on how um, regulations pan out, maybe offering more bubbled sort of playtimes or classes. Um, We had come up with a fairly good structure. I mean, of course, we eventually hope the social distancing um, regulations do lessen, Mm -hmm. but um, in having very limited class numbers, you know, staggering the times between classes so they have time to get their stuff on and and leave before and then we clean in between, you know, the groups of kids. So we were fortunate. We did not have any cases um, of COVID happen at our facility uh, to date, but, you know, knock on wood. (laughs) So we go ahead back. Okay, but but what about the longer, assume we get back to something like normal before the virus thing started. Um, the, the long-term or the longer-term future of this type of training, parkour type of training, do you see it's going to get more and more popular and, and grow? Um, I do. Um, we were seeing a lot of growth right before the pandemic. It was definitely in an upward turn. Um, and also, you know, there's new kids coming of age to, to mm-hmm. come into a facility like this all the time. And I don't think that the love of play has ever really been replaced you know you, mm-hmm. you put kids in a room with a bunch of structures that they're allowed to pretty much do whatever they want on with very with obviously supervision and some rules but you know I think that that brings out um, a certain just desire to climb and, and sure. play that is very natural so I, mm-hmm. I do think that there is longevity in that idea because I mean the parkour part is yes it's cool and it's it's definitely part of it but having just this sort of more free form, um, area where they're able to just explore and discover, I think does definitely has longevity. Good, good. Are you finding that it's mostly parents encouraging their children to get involved in this type of, of activity or are you finding it's more the kids telling their parents, I really want to do this? It's definitely a bit of both. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, there are some parents who, you know, have tried other things, who've tried gymnastics or who've tried karate and maybe it was just a little bit too um, regimented for Mm -hmm. them or they just didn't care for it. But Mm -hmm. um, so we find ours is definitely a good kind of middle ground where there's some structure, but there's a little bit less of a, you have must do this at this time kind of thing. Um, And also birthday parties were really great for that, where they might come as an attendee and really have a good time and then tell their parents about it and want to, come on a more regular basis yeah mm-hmm. so we definitely get both types we'll definitely get kids who are just like really understimulated and they are pretty capable and they want to come in and then do something pretty intense so like <laughs> starting them like in a spotting belt to learn like a flip or just making sure that they can do it into the foam pit and things like that and then kind of building off that interest but we'll also get kids who are just really nervous and like want to build up confidence Mm -hmm. and feel more able to accomplish things and then sort of just like starting them in a very controlled way 
and getting them to do more and more. I think both have needs. Mm, very good. And, and of course, the way that modern housing in, in cities, uh, in apartments or in subdivisions with tiny little gardens, there's just no kids, no trees for kids to climb anymore, even if they're allowed to. So that's yeah. why this is your, your ideas are really good and where these kids can explore and, uh, and be kids. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> Excellent. I think <laughs> if a place is going to do it properly, it'll be Kitchener-Waterloo. Like I think of that new outdoor fitness spot they installed at Victoria Park. Like that's maybe a year, year and a half old. I think mm -hmm. there's another kind of workout park uptown in Waterloo somewhere. And mm -hmm. then by the boardwalk is actually this kind of crazy cage with this like AstroTurf padded bit underneath it, kind of where the water park is. Yes, That's actually a really cool looking playground. Mm -hmm. And I, that trend of outdoor, outdoor fitness equipment, playground, whatever you want to call it, seems to be expanding worldwide. I've been watching videos in the UK where they, the municipality or the town council finds a little bit of vacant land. They put up a whole lot of exercise equipment that can, that's durable, that um, can survive the winter and people just go and help themselves. And I even saw one in Spain when I was walking over there, miles from anywhere, just on a, on a walk in a conservation area. There was a whole lot of exercise equipment stuck there for people to use. So yeah, interesting stuff. Castine, have you got any more? I just wanted to uh, ask them how how do viewers contact you if they if uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, certainly, right now during lockdown, email is best if you want to contact us directly. Mm -hmm. um, you can do that either directly through your email address, which we can uh, link. I can say it if you want. Uh, info at playgrounds.ca. Okay. Um, also through our website, there is a contact us form. Mm -hmm. um, Playgrounds Movement Training Center is the whole title of us. Um, you can also contact us through our Facebook page or on Instagram. Okay, and your Facebook page is, what's what's that called? Is it yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Facebook at KW Playgrounds. Or like, okay. where it's well, I'll find it. I'll find it. And Instagram. Yeah. I know that the, the contact buttons are on your website, so I can follow you from there. And I'll put it on the video here for you. Is there anything else uh, in the fitness related world you'd like to tell our audience quickly before we go? Well, don't give up. Keep moving. <laughs> um, we will have more opportunities again. I know it's felt very, you know, maybe stagnant for a lot of us. Um, Especially it, with the winter. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there will be more close, fun fitness times again. I believe it. I'm, I think it's just around the corner, actually. I'm pretty sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And don't let the cold put you off. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Brave <laughs> the winter. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank yeah, you no so much for uh, joining us today. We really enjoyed uh, our chat. And thank you all so much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and love reading your comments. So again, please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. So until next time, bye-bye, everybody. Good.